other is nicer or we're uh, all together in the sanctuary, we will remember them again. But I'd like to remember them really quick right now with a prayer. Holy God, we thank you so much for all of those who have served in our armed forces um, and our military. We thank you for our veterans who have given so much of themselves and their families, the sacrifices they have made to help keep us safe and free in this world. We ask that you would continue to watch over them, help them to uh, be healthy, and help us all to be able to remember that even though we may not always agree on things or may not like certain things like war, no one really likes war, um, but that we can still say thank you to those who uh, do so much for us and work to keep us safe. In your name we pray, amen. And I'm gonna turn it over uh, to Ms. Lisa for some other announcements. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us on this dreary day. Uh, some of the announcements we have, Bible study for Advent is going to be coming up. So if you haven't signed up for that, please do so by calling the office or emailing the pastor. The Samaritan's purse boxes were, blah, they're due today. So if you have yours in your car, um, maybe wave a hand or something and we can come and collect those from you. Uh, All Saints Day will be rescheduled. We don't have a date for that just yet. And the Clinton United Church of Christ is hosting their annual Senior Citizens Thanksgiving dinner. Um, you can see that in your bulletin. You'll call Jim Pittman to sign up for that. And that's going to be takeout only, I believe. And that's coming up this next Saturday. So... Um, we still have our new email addresses, so make sure you've made that change wherever you need to so you can get a hold of us that way. Uh, after church this morning, we will have the Christmas past uh, is still set up. So if you want to come in and take a browse and see if there's anything there that would be a treasure for you, um, we would appreciate it. And we have some cookies here in the sanctuary that are packaged cookies, I believe, left over from Phyllis. Um, they will also be available after the service if anybody would like to take one of those home. And I'm going to turn it over to Rick for a few more announcements. Uh, good morning, everybody. Uh, Jim Strickland wanted me to pass along to you that the furnace in the gym is now in and operational. So we, after over three years, we have a furnace air conditioner that uh, will be working properly, hopefully for years to come. It'll make our gym a little more comfortable all year round. And also, we're going to try a little experiment next week. We're still doing drive-in service, but we're going to do it a hair different next week and maybe going into the future. What we're going to do is, because it's getting cold outside and trying to set up equipment and cables outside in the cold is not the best thing for it, and the comfort of pastor and the liturgist and for Kim singing is not good so we're gonna put everybody on the second floor upstairs and have them in the windows we've already had somebody do an experiment with pastor to see if you can see pastor from the windows and you can pretty good so we're gonna have pastor in one window the liturgist in another window and Kim in a third window so everybody just needs to park next week 
to where they can see the upstairs second floor windows in the parking lot. So everybody that's parked closer to the sign near the road may have a problem that may need to move over to the west side of the parking lot. But we're going to try this next week, and we may continue doing that uh, during the winter time, so everybody's comfortable but yet can still see the pastor, the liturgist, and Kim singing. So uh, that will happen next week. Thanks a lot. One more quick announcement. Um, if anyone has any more of the shoe boxes, um, if you could maybe flash your lights or something and we'll have someone run out and grab it, uh, we're going to bless those today and we want to make sure we have them all together. Um, so if you've got a box, uh, let us know and we'll come grab that real quick. I think that's it. All right, I think we are ready for worship. All right, so we join you in the call to worship. With God, there is forgiveness, steadfast, steadfast love. love, great power to redeem. We, we wait, wait for, for the, the Lord, Lord who is our hope. hope. Through the long night, we watch for God more passionately than for the sun's first light. Will you please join me in the opening hymn, The Friendly Beast, and that's number 227 in your hymnal.
that he should not cry. We cooed him to sleep, my mate and I. I said the dove from the rafters high. Thus all the peace by some good self in the Please join me for our opening prayer. Once, Once dear, dear God, God, we could, could hear you walking in the garden at the time of the evening breeze. Now you call across the distance, where are you? And we echo back the same question, where are you? You wait and watch for us. We wait and watch for you. Help, Help us to see beyond the temporary to the eternal so that we do not lose heart. Through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, help us to trust that our frailty is received into your hospitable house in the heavens. Renew us day by day until we come again into your presence where the weight of your glory lifts us in grace and light. In Christ we pray. Amen. And will you please join me for him, all creatures of our God and King, number 62 in your hymnal. Oh. 
please join me together for our prayer of illumination. We are waiting, O oh God, to hear your word, for in your word is our hope. By the power of the Holy Spirit, may we hear your voice and be attentive to what you will say to us today. In the name of Christ, we ask this and all things. Amen. And will you please join me? Uh, our first scripture reading is Psalm 123 in the NRSV. Supplication for mercy, a song of ascents. To you I lift up my eyes, O you who are enthroned in the heavens. As the eyes of servants look to the hand of their master, as the eyes of a maid to the hand of her mistress, so our eyes look to the Lord, O God, until he has mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us, O Lord, have mercy upon us, for we have had more than enough of contempt. Our soul has had more than its fill of the scorn of those who are at ease, of the contempt of the proud. The word of God for the people of God, and you say, Thanks, Thanks be, be to, to God. God. Who are Christ's brothers and sisters, those who do the will of God? Loving God, loving neighbor, we share what we have as members of the household of Christ. We will now collect our offering. And I too would like to take this opportunity to honor our veterans by singing God Bless America.
stand beside her and guide her through the night with a light from above, from the mountains to the prairies to the oceans, white with If you, would, if you would please join me in our doxology. spirit of faith, great God, we thank you for the opportunity to give tithes and offerings, to participate in extending your grace to more and more people, and to give all glory to you. Amen. I'd like to invite you now to a continued time and attitude of prayer. In addition to the names uh, listed in your bullets, and I'd like to also add prayers for Tracy Young, um, her cancer has returned, um, but she will be having surgery soon, which they are hopeful will uh, take care of that issue. Um, but please keep her in your prayers as uh, that is sure to be a challenging uh, battle coming for her. Holy God, we come before you this day and every day a thankful people. We are thankful for 
the beauty of this earth. We are thankful for the freedom that our veterans have helped keep for us and has kept us safe. We are thankful for the opportunities to still celebrate things like birthdays and anniversaries and other milestones, even if we can't do them in person the way we normally would. We are still thankful for phone calls and Zoom calls over the internet. We are thankful that we are still able to, at some level, in some ways, still be connected with one another. But Lord, you taught us to bring everything to you in prayer, and there are many things that weigh heavily upon our hearts and our minds today. There are so many in need of healing. There are many who are fighting cancer, other illnesses or injuries, those battling the coronavirus. There are those who are suffering from anxiety and depression, mental health issues that go far beyond what we might understand or fully appreciate. God, there is so much suffering in this world right now, whether physical, emotional, or mental, and we ask for your healing touch. We also ask that you would continue to guide the hands and the efforts of those who work to help us stay healthy and for those who work to heal us when we are ill or injured. We lift up our doctors and nurses, our surgeons, our lab technicians, our physical therapists, our research scientists. We lift up all of those who work so hard in the healthcare and healing industries. And we give you thanks for all that they do and for all that you do through them. We also want to lift up all of those who are far away from home right now. This pandemic has kept us so separated. And even though we can connect through other means, especially as we inch closer to holidays where we normally spend time around those that we love. And right now we can't, can't quite do that. There are also many who are far away from home because they are working to help keep us safe in this world. We hope that they may return home soon and we could begin to see an end of conflict around this world, but we recognize that that cannot happen without your peace, without you guiding and leading us. We, we give you thanks for all of those who work so hard to keep us safe, God. All of those who serve in our armed forces and military, our police and firefighters, our first responders, and so many others. God, we ask that you would always touch their hearts and minds, guide them in all that they do, keep them safe and strong. And again, we pray that those who are far away may return home soon. We also lift up our nation and every nation around this world. God, we, we feel and see the turmoil that exists everywhere. There may be different causes from disagreements or political situations or other 
things going on, injustices around the world, whatever it might be that is is causing those feelings, the anger, the sadness, the depression, the anxiety, the hurt, the confusion. God, only you can see us through this. Help us to trust more fully in you, to hear where you call and guide us, to use the gifts and graces you have endowed us with, that we might come together around this globe as your beloved children to try and make things better for everyone. That we could see your love and grace abound everywhere we turn. That we could see one another as your beloved children the way you see us. All of these things, as well as those we keep quietly on our hearts and minds, we lift to you today in the name of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now is a time for our youth moments, and even though it is not raining, it is still super windy, so I'm going to invite our kids and youth to come inside uh, where it'll be much easier to do this. Um, and remember, you are all children of God. So everyone is technically invited in, although we should probably keep the number reasonable since the pandemic. Um, and if you want a sucker, you definitely have to come in. So um, come on in. Okay, how are you guys doing today? Good. Everybody awake? Yeah. All right. So later, in a little bit, when you guys go to Sunday school, I'm going to talk to the adults about a talking donkey. Did you know there's a talking donkey in the Bible? Yeah, there is. That seems kind of silly, doesn't it? Well, there, there's, a, there's a talking donkey in the Bible, and God uses the donkey to try and get one of his prophets his attention, because he's not paying attention. So, sometimes God tries to talk to us, and we're not paying attention, so God will use other ways to try and get our attention. Now, I've never met a talking donkey before, but I know that I hear God's voice when other people talk to me. So there may be times where you hear God's voice in different ways. One of my friends from seminary, she heard God's voice on the radio when her radio wasn't on in the car. Like I said, I hear God's voice sometimes when other people are talking to me. There are lots of different ways that God can reach out to us we just have to try and pay attention. And I know it's hard because things are so crazy right now. But when we take a minute in the quiet 
when we listen and pray, we can hear God speaking to us. Okay? Does that sound, sound reasonable? Yes. You think we can do that? Yes. Okay. I have two very important jobs for you this morning. One, we have to do the Lord's Prayer, but two, you see these boxes? These boxes are going around the world to some kids who, who really are in need, and we're going to bless these boxes with a prayer, okay? And this is another way, by sending this stuff to those people in need, that's another way that we are helping share God with other people, and that's the ways they can also hear God's voice. That's pretty cool, huh? Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's another really good way that we can help share God and God's voice with the world. Hold on. Yes. Nope, we don't have to wrap them. They're gonna they're gonna go. They're gonna ship out um, on probably first. They're gonna go in a truck, and then they're gonna go on a plane or a boat. I'm not sure which. I'm guessing a plane. Maybe a jet. And then when they get to where they're going, they're gonna be handed out to people. Okay. It could be a golden boat. I have no idea. We'll, we'll, we'll have to ask, uh, see if Miss Jan knows for sure how they're getting there. Um, okay, so what do you guys want to do first? Do we want to bless the boxes first, or do we want to do the Lord's Prayer first? Lord's Prayer. Lord's Prayer. Lord's Prayer. Okay, you ready? Right. Our, Father, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be, hallowed be, be thy, name. thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. I want you guys to make a circle with me around the boxes, okay? Can everybody, can we make a big circle? You can stand up. We'll stand up and make a big circle all the way around the boxes. Okay. And here's what I want you Sorry, here's what I want you guys to do in your circle. Everybody put your hands up like this. Okay? And I'm going to pray and bless the boxes. Here we go. Holy God, we thank you for the things that have been brought together in these boxes. We know that you would have us reach out to every corner of the earth as we are able, and we hope that these boxes will find their ways into the hands of those that will not only be able to use what is inside them, but it might bring them some joy. 
It might spark some creativity in them. It might give them a moment or two of, of peace and playtime. We know that your word travels throughout this world, and we are thankful for the opportunity to be a part of that. We ask that you would watch over these boxes and all of those that people are sending in. May they arrive safely and intact. May they be distributed with love and care. And again, may those who receive them, may they also feel and experience the Holy Spirit and your grace. In your name we pray. Amen. All right, you guys did an awesome job. Um, we got to find the suckers, and then you're going to go to Sunday school. All right. We are very, very thankful for the opportunity to reach out with those boxes and thankful for all the many hands that will, that have already touched them as well as the ones that will touch them as they move along to their intended destination. It's, it's amazing sometimes to think about how connected we really are even with the distance between us that we can pass blessings like these along across a great distance. Okay. If God kept track of sins, who would stand a chance? But with God, there is forgiveness. May God hear our request for mercy. If you would please join me in our prayer of confession. Merciful God, we try to hide from your presence knowing that we have traded your abundant life for a wasteland of sin. We have not followed your will, but instead heed other voices and pursue our own desires at the expense of others. We are so misguided that we cannot discern good from evil, making the wrong choice, choosing the wrong side. We ask for the courage to tell you truthfully what we have done. We pray for forgiveness so that we can live with ourselves, with others, and with you. You alone can restore us. In steadfast love, look upon us and reclothe us in your grace. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Please take a moment now for a silent prayer and confession. Beloved children of God, do not lose heart. We are being renewed day by day through the grace of Christ extended to us. Our sins are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Amen. And if you'll join me for the affirmation of faith. 
this is the good news which we have received, in which we stand, and by which we are saved. Christ, Christ died for our sins, was buried, was raised on the third day, and appeared first to the women, then to Peter and the twelve, and then to many faithful witnesses. We believe Jesus is the Christ, the anointed one of God, the firstborn of all creation, the firstborn from the dead, in whom all things hold together, in whom the fullness of God was pleased to dwell by the power of the Spirit. Christ is the head of the body, the church, and by the blood of the cross reconciles all things to God. Amen. And now for our second scripture reading, Genesis 3, verses 1 through 5 in the NRSV. The first sin and its punishment. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other wild animal that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God say, You shall not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden. But God said, You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the middle of the garden, nor shall you touch it, or you shall die. But the serpent said to the woman, You will not die, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. And she also gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made loincloths for themselves." They heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden at the time of the evening breeze, and the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? He said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked, and I hid myself. He said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? The man said, The woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me fruit from the tree, and I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this that you have done? The woman said, The serpent tricked me, and I ate. The Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, Cursed are you among all animals and among all wild creatures. Upon your belly you shall go, and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. I will put en enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will strike your head, and you will strike his heel. The word of God for the people of God, and you say, Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. 
you'll please join me in hymn 143 on eagle's wings and we're going to sing that three times through Our third scripture reading for this morning comes from the book of Numbers, chapter 22, verses 21 through 39. This is the story of Baalm, the donkey, and the angel. So Baalm got up in the morning, saddled his donkey, and went with the officials of Moab. God's anger was kindled because he was going, and the angel of the Lord took his stand in the road as his adversary. Now he was riding on the donkey, and his two servants were with him. The donkey saw the angel of the Lord standing in the road with a drawn sword in his hand. So the donkey turned off the road and went into the field, and Baalm struck the donkey to turn it back onto the road. Then the angel of the Lord stood in a narrow path between the vineyards with a wall on either side. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, it scraped against the wall and scraped Baalm's foot against the wall. So he struck it again. Then the angel of the Lord went ahead and stood in a narrow place where there was no way to turn either to the right or to the left. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, it lay down under Baalm, and Baalm's anger was kindled, and he struck the donkey with his staff. Then the Lord opened the mouth of the donkey, and it said to Baalm, What have I done to you that you have struck me these three times? Baalm said to the donkey, Because you made a fool of me. I wish I had a sword in my hand. I would kill you right now. But the donkey said to Baalm, Am I not your donkey, which you have ridden all your life to this day? Have I been in the habit of treating you this way? And he said, No. Then the Lord opened the eyes of Baalm, and he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the road with his drawn sword in his hand, and he bowed down, falling on his face. The angel of the Lord said to him, Why have you struck your donkey these three times? I have come out as an adversary because your way is perverse before me. The donkey saw me and turned away from me these three times. If it had not turned away from me, surely just now I would have killed you and let it live. Then Baalm said to the angel of the Lord, I have sinned, 
for I did not know that you were standing in the road to oppose me. Now, therefore, if it is displeasing to you, I will return home. The angel of the Lord said to Baal, go with the men, but speak only what I tell you to speak. So Baal went on with the officials of Balak. When Balak heard that Baal had come, he went out to meet him at Ir Moab, on the boundary formed by the Aaron of the farthest point of the boundary. Balak said to Baal, did I not send to summon, or did I not send to summon you? Why did you not come to me? Am I not able to honor you? Baal said to Balak, I have come to you now, but I do have power to say just anything, or but do I have power to say just anything? The word God puts in my mouth, that is what I must say. Then Baal went with Balak, and they came to Kiratha Huzoth. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. If you would join me again in an attitude of prayer. Loving and all-powerful God, you are still speaking. Throughout history, you have spoken through prophets and angels, reaching out to your creation with mercy, love, and grace. Even when we have turned away and refused to listen, you have never given up on us. Even when we have been especially stubborn, you still find ways to reach us. Whether through the words of scripture or the mouths of others, you are still speaking to us even today. God, may we be willing listeners. May we open not only our ears, but also our minds and our hearts so that we might hear you and follow your call. And now may the words of my mouth, the meditations of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. This morning, we are continuing in our three-week sermon series, Wait, that's in the Bible? Where we are looking at some of the lesser known and in some cases, stranger stories that we find in scripture. As I mentioned last week, the Bible is full of some amazing, inspiring, and powerful messages, some of the most ever recorded. But it also contains some stories that are sometimes hard to wrestle with and reconcile like the story from 2 Kings about mocking prophets that led to some serious consequences. And one of the primary ways we discover these stories, other than going maybe to Google, is to read through the Bible. Whether you use a reading plan, as I mentioned last week, or you just take it at a random pace that works best for you, reading through the entire Bible is a great way to grow in your faith and in God's grace. It can lead to enlightening discussions with others and even challenge us in ways that not only strengthen our relationship with God, but also with each other. When I was younger, as a family, we would watch some of the shows on Nick at Night before bedtime. Now, I came to love Car 54, Where Are You?, whose theme song always runs through my head when I see one of the Michigan State Police Officer cars. Um, I Sorry, I just can't help it, the big red light, that's just what it makes me think of. Um, as well as some other shows like Dragnet, My Three Sons, The Munsters, Bewitched, The Dick Van Dyke Show, The Donna Reed Show, Green Acres, and so many more. But one that comes to mind this morning for me is Mr. Ed. Throughout some 143 episodes, the audience got to know the talking horse Mr. Ed his owner, Wilbur, and Wilbur's wife, Carol. 
The show actually featured some rather impressive guest stars over the years as well, including Mae West, Clint Eastwood, George Burns, Zsa Zsa Gabor, and many more. George Burns even financed the original pilot for Mr. Ed, and Jack Benny was involved behind the scenes as well. One thing that always struck or stuck out to me about this show was that Mr. Ed's ability to talk was never really explained throughout the run of the show. In fact, it didn't seem to be contemplated all that much in the episodes either. But in the very first episode, Wilbur does express an inability to understand the situation, and Mr. Ed does offer the show's only real remark on this phenomenal situation. Mr. Ed simply remarks regarding Wilbur's struggle to understand, don't try, it's bigger than both of us. You know, in a way, that's, that's pretty deep for a sitcom, you have to admit. So what does a talking horse have to do with the Bible? Well, remember, we just heard the story from the 22nd chapter of the book of Numbers about a talking donkey. Let's go back to that reading and look a little bit deeper. Now, I have to admit that this was one of those stories that I had either forgotten about or maybe somehow skipped over or something because it was not a story that I remembered hearing before until I started reading through the Bible every year and planning the sermon series in more depth. So in our story, Baalm, a non-Israelite prophet, he heads out on his donkey with the officials of Moab one morning, and this makes God angry. A little bit of backstory here, Baalm was being asked to curse Israel by an opposing ruler who feared their army and what they might potentially do. God does tell Baalm to go meet with this ruler, but to only do what God tells him to do. So God is not angry with Baalm necessarily, but the whole situation and this opposing ruler and his people. So as they're going along, Baalm's riding his donkey, and the donkey sees the angel of the Lord standing in the road they are traveling on. And the angel has a sword drawn in its hand. The donkey realizes that this is a potentially dangerous situation and turns off the road into a field to avoid the angel. Baalm, apparently not seeing the angel, strikes the donkey, trying to get it back onto the road and out of the field. As they continue on, they come up to a narrow path between some vineyards, and again, the donkey sees the angel of the Lord. The path has walls on either side of it, and in attempting to avoid the angel, the donkey scrapes up against one side on the walls and ends up scraping Baalm's foot. Again, getting annoyed, he strikes the donkey once again. They keep going, and this time the angel of the Lord goes into a narrower passage where there's no way around it. And the donkey sees this, and rather than continuing forward, simply lays down on the ground with Baalm still sitting on its back. And this makes Baalm extremely angry, and he strikes the donkey again, this time with his staff. So you have to figure it hurt a lot more than the last two times. And then something amazing happens. Then the Lord opened the mouth of the donkey and it said to Baalm, What have I done to you that you have struck me these three times? Now, I don't know about all of you, but I feel like if an animal that is not known for talking, which is most of them, began talking to me, I would be a bit awestruck or at the very least hesitant in my response. But not Baalm. 
I don't know if he was used to this kind of thing as a prophet or just so caught up in the moments and the situation and his anger that he immediately responds. He says to the donkey, because you have made a fool of me, I wish I had a sword in my hand, I would kill you right now. Nice guy, huh? Now, I'm sure that this can be chalked up to people expecting animals to just do what we want, or at least the type of animals like donkeys or horses that we have domesticated, or maybe even some level of arrogance coming from being a prophet. But Baal still sounds like a kind of a jerk here to me. The donkey then answers him back saying, Am I not your donkey, which you have ridden all your life to this day? Have I been in the habit of treating you this way? It's kind of a mic drop moment there. This response actually makes me kind of laugh as I feel like I can hear the frustration in the donkey's words that Baalm is missing the obvious attempt of the donkey to help protect him. Am I not your donkey, which you have ridden all your life to this day? Have I been in the habit of treating you this way? Hello? So then we're told that the Lord opens Baalm's eyes finally, and he can see the angel of the Lord, and he drops down bowing before it. And the following exchange happens between the angel asking Baalm, why have you struck your donkey these three times? I have come out as an adversary because your way is perverse before me. The donkey saw me and turned away from me these three times. If it had not turned away from me, surely just now I would have killed you and let it live. Then Baalm said to the angel of the Lord, I have sinned, for I did not know that you were standing in the road to oppose me. Now, therefore, if it is displeasing to you, I will return home. The angel of the Lord said to Baalm, go with the men, but speak only what I tell you to speak. So Baalm went on with the officials of Balak. Now, you can absolutely make the case that this story is mostly about God's authority and a prophet's need to follow God's command. I don't think that would be out of line by any means. But like almost all of scripture, I think there's another lesson here of value for us. And there's a talking donkey. I mean, how awesome is that? I kind of want a talking donkey. Well, actually, I'd rather have a talking penguin. Those are my favorite animals. And I don't know if they're quite as messy as a donkey, although I've never had one, so I could be wrong. Now, we're not told why Baalm didn't see the angel of the Lord in the beginning and why God had to open his eyes for him to finally see it. It's not indicated that God intentionally hid the angel from Baalm, so it could have just been that he was distracted with what was coming before him or not paying attention to God in those moments. We don't really know. But rather than have the angel appear right away and begin speaking to him, God uses the donkey to reach out to the prophet. I have said for many years that I believe that God speaks to people in different ways and in the ways that we are most likely to hear God. I have known people who believe they have audibly heard the voice of God speaking to them. Now, I personally cannot say that I've ever had that experience, but then that might not be the way that I would be most likely to really hear God. I personally tend to hear the voice of God through the words of other people. I shared with you back in July when I first arrived here my call story, how, at least as I remember it, I said I felt like quitting my job and becoming a pastor, and Sarah said, so why don't you? And at that moment, I heard not just her, but I heard God. I had been running from my call, making excuses 
against it for many years, why I, I just couldn't do this thing that God was calling me to do, that God had placed on my heart. And at that moment, I heard God saying to me, so why don't you? Why don't you go become a pastor and answer this call that I have placed on your life? Why don't you finally follow the path that I have made for you? So I guess in my case, I didn't need a talking animal to get my attention, but I did need something more to finally get through to me what God was trying to tell me. I needed the voice of the person that I loved more than any other, the one who makes me want to be a better person every day, the one who continues to have faith in me and stand by my side in life. Baal needed a talking donkey, a creature that served him so faithfully for many years and one that he should have trusted. The United Church of Christ uses the tagline, God is still speaking, like how we use the open hearts, open minds, open doors. And I really, really like that. God is still speaking. I believe that more and more every single day. In the Old Testament, we have stories of God speaking through burning bushes and talking donkeys. And while I cannot say that I've ever heard similar incidents recently, maybe that's not how we would best hear what God is trying to tell us in this time in human history. Maybe for some of us, it comes through the words of another person. Maybe for some of us, it's an audible voice through the sky or a car stereo that is not currently powered on. It happened to a good friend of mine from seminary as I was telling our, our young people. Maybe for some of us, it comes through wind blowing through the trees in a forest. My point here is that God is still speaking to us, but we have to be willing to listen. We have to be willing to put aside our skepticism sometimes, at least at some level, and listen for God speaking. John Wesley spoke and wrote about having a transformational moment where his heart was strangely warmed. I believe that that was God still speaking. In July of 1505, Martin Luther was returning to university on horseback after a trip home, and a lightning bolt struck very close to him during a thunderstorm. He would later tell his father that he was terrified of death and divine judgment, and he even cried out in that moment, Help, Saint Anna, I will become a monk. And I'll be honest, I believe that that too was God speaking. But whether through a strange feeling, a life-altering event, the words of a loved one, a talking animal, or some other situation, we need to be listening as God is speaking. Because God is still speaking to us. God is still trying to reach us, to build those relationships with us. God has not given up on us. God never will give up on us. No matter how many times we fail or stumble, we get tripped up or we turn away, God never gives up on us. And we know that because of God's grace and the life and sacrifice of Jesus Christ that secures our salvation. Amen. If you would join me in our final hymn for today, number 664, sent forth by God's blessing. Send 
And forth by God's blessing, our true faith confessing, a people of God from this dwelling take leave. Service is ended, oh, now be extended, the fruits of our worship. Beloved children of the Most High God, do not lose heart, for day by day we are being prepared for God's glory, immeasurable and eternal. Wait for the Lord, hope in God, whose steadfast love endures forever. May our Creator who seeks and finds us, may Christ who calls and claims us, and may the Holy Spirit who renews us day by day sustain us until all that is temporary is gathered into God's eternal glory. Go now in peace and serve the Lord. Amen.